Hello and welcome to the MBA Today. This is a new podcast brought to you by the Maryland Bankers Association. And it's all about Maryland banks, Maryland bankers, along with their history, legacy, and of course, the people that make it all happen. This podcast would not be possible without Provision. Provision is identity management built for community banks. Learn more at provisioniam.com. So once again, welcome. I will be your host. My name is Eric Nutter. And in today's introductory episode, we're kicking this series off by having a conversation with the perfect guest for the start of this podcast. First, joining us today remotely is Bill Passanelli, Vice Chairman and CEO at the Community Bank of the Chesapeake and current Chairman of the Maryland Bankers Association. Welcome, Bill. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you joining us. Our second guest is the former chair of the Maryland Bankers Association and my former boss, Carissa Rodehaver, CEO, President and Chairman at First United Bank and Trust. Welcome, Carissa. Thank you, Eric. It's my pleasure to be here. Yeah, glad to have you. Last but certainly not least, we have the President and CEO of Maryland Bankers Association, Ramon Luby. Welcome, Ramon. Eric, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Great. I, I appreciate you all. And uh, thank you for all joining me remotely. We're, we're putting this together. We've got everybody on different phone lines. So um, this should be a good conversation. I'm excited to to have this with you. So is everybody doing good today? Everybody having a good day? Sure. Great. Thank you. Going pretty well. Excellent. All right. Well, let's start off. I'll, I'll sort of uh, guide this conversation. I'll, we'll ask questions as we go through. Um, and I'll, I'll sort of pick on one person and then we can kind of move around the room and anybody else that has any thoughts can, can share those. So, Carissa, I'm going to start with you. Let's start off. Um, talk to our listeners a little bit about why the MBA started this podcast. What was the impetus of that? Sure. Thank you, Eric. You know, it actually goes back a few years now. Um, Bill is current chairman and, and I was chair, I guess it's been a, a couple of years ago in between us was BJ Getz. Um, but, you know, going back to that point in time, we actually started the process of planning for the 125th anniversary celebration for the Maryland bankers. And at that time we asked past chairman, um, past MBA chairman, Bill Grant, who was CEO of First United Bank and Trust and past chair, Mary Ann Scully, who was the CEO at Howard Bank to co-chair the planning activities. So as we, you know, all would have suspected um, from Bill and Marianne, they really had quite a lineup of events and an agenda uh, that they had planned. Um, unfortunately, the onset of COVID uh, kind of put a kink in the process, and, and we had to cancel our annual conference. Um, so we weren't able to kick the, the celebration off live. But the good news for us was that, that one of the things that Bill and Marianne had had planned was the podcast series. And we think it's just very fitting that, that we're going to have the opportunity to hear from individuals who really have been part of Maryland Bankers leadership and who have led the banking industry in our state. Um, so this led to about a dozen or so podcasts that, that really, I think, give us some excellent insight and, and thoughts from past and current leaders of Maryland banks. Um, so keep in mind, some of the comments may be a little bit dated um, as we kick off that podcast series. Um, but, you know, the pandemic certainly drug it out a little longer than we expected, but I do think that listeners will find that the leadership discussions are, are even relevant today. So hopefully it will motivate all of us and, and give us a glimpse into the evolution of our industry. Absolutely. Bill, Ramon, you have anything to add to that? No, I'm just excited to be part of uh, this 125th anniversary belated celebration and uh, 
it's great to continue to work with Carissa and Ramon. I echo both Bill and Chris's thoughts. Um, you know, I think about uh, this being a new platform for us to really uh, continue to build a sense of community among Maryland's bankers. So, uh, so it's a wonderful opportunity to be a part of it, and just glad that uh, glad that to have both Bill and Carissa on board uh, this journey. Absolutely. Well, and as you all mentioned, you know, we started this uh, effort as a celebration for the 125th anniversary. Um, So we began recording episodes uh, and for the next, what, I mean, maybe three months or so, uh, we're going to have episodes released that that we've recorded (laughs) that go, like, as you mentioned, as early as uh, early 2021, um, that we began recording some of those. And we talked to Uh, and interviewed bankers in leadership roles across the state of Maryland. And we talked to them about their role and uh, the changes they've witnessed in the landscape of banking and and how the MBA has played a vital role over the years in that. Um, And and like Carissa, like you mentioned, the the value of those messages and, and those conversations, those remain relevant today. And unfortunately, a lot of the COVID comments are still applicable. So, um, but Ramon, go to you and, and ask, why is it important that, that members get involved and, and tell their story and, and be a part of these kind of conversations? Well, Eric, uh, thanks for the question. I, I, I tell you, just take a look at, um, you know, as a prime example, we'll just take the past few years. I think Carissa laid it out pretty well um, uh, in regards to where we are with NBA leadership. Um, and, and it really encapsulates uh, the time between her chairmanship and, and Bill's chairmanship. It also coincides with the time of uh, this pandemic um, that has really changed the way that we work, live, uh, our communities bank. And so uh, when you talk about, you know, having an opportunity to come together, we've been, I think, social distanced enough, uh, you know, zoomed out <laughs> enough, really have had, you know, a, a lot of sort of um, dislocation of of relationships. You know, when I talk about our bankers and and really what they are are keen and ex- and they really excel at, um, it's really uh, the the relationship building, and that's been missing uh, for some parts, um, particularly of people coming together, having community, all because of of the pandemic and what it's interrupted. And so, I think you know, as you think about you know, Carissa talked about us missing our in person convention. You know, that's a key place where Maryland bankers have come together for years uh, to really uh, catch up, talk about the, the latest uh, th- happenings of, of the day and, and the challenges of the industry um, and the successes and triumphs of the industry. You know, we are hopeful uh, that we will have, you know, I'm going to knock on some wood, hopeful that we'll have our in-person um, uh, celebration uh, and convention coming up here in uh, June. Uh, but but in the interim, as we continue to think about how this pandemic has changed us um, and what we do, you know, it is it is quite important that we hear from our members who are often telling stories. I mean, I, I remember hearing the stories about how uh, uh, folks were in the acute phase of the pandemic, you know, the early days where folks didn't know anything about a mask or a vaccine or they just knew that there was this bug out there that, that caused a lot of problems. Um, you hear about bankers sitting at their kitchen table who are not immune to the same fears, you know, processing PPP loans. You know, for some people, that's that's quite encouraging um, or motivational. And it also shows and the determination um, of our of our bankers to, to really step up and make a difference when it 
when it mattered the most. Carissa, Bill, you any any thoughts on that as well? Well, I, I think Ramon summed it up very well, but, um, you know, I think our industry as a whole and many, many individual bankers really were a source of hope for entrepreneurs uh, and people out there just trying to get by. And, and um, this whole PPP process was powered a lot of it by community banks and banks throughout Maryland did a great job of responding to the crisis. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, because I was a part of it and, and got to have a lot of those conversations, um, the, the sense of community, uh, you know, from community banks surprise, um, was, was very, is so strong. And I, I think just having another outlet, uh, for everyone to come together and to, to share and to, to work together. It, it's been, uh, it's been very pleasing to see and, and to be a part of, I've been, uh, blessed to be a part of it. So, um, and of course, I mentioned some of the questions that we asked and, and Bill, uh, I'm going to turn to you because you and I have not gotten the chance to, to record an episode yet. Um, and one of the questions that we asked, uh, I want to kind of talk a little bit about that because, you know, a podcast is kind of new for, uh, for the NBA. And so there have been a number of changes among, among them being the ways we communicate, uh, in the landscape of banking. So do you care to share a little bit about the changes that you've seen in, in your career, uh, um, in the landscape of banking? Sure. I started, uh, my career in banking in 1987. So if we can, uh, yeah, of course we used to have to dodge dinosaurs on the way to work, <laughs> um, and so on. But, um, you look at the changes, um, you know, in banking, and they're broad, uh, broadly reflective of changes in, you know, things like technology. We, when I started in 87, we had very little um, use of the internet in a business uh, setting. Um, and uh, since that time, the internet has become integral to our efforts and has powered, you know, so many things. Um, you know, ATMs were common, but not as ubiquitous as they are now. So technology has played a leading role. And then society has changed. I mean, we've seen greater acceptance of people, people, you know, getting into leadership now in banking with, you know, uh, women, uh, people of color that um, weren't as common back in 87. Uh, the economy's also changed. We see more um interaction with uh, the world, a more interconnected world, um, and that's reflected in banking. I, very few banks probably did even a single international wire in a year back then, and now they're relatively common. And finally, regulation. We have uh, certainly regulated the industry much more than back in 87, and I think all of those things are driving the consolidation um, that we've seen, which has probably been uh, the biggest uh, feature of the uh, industry in the 35 years I've worked in it. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Um, 
And that's that's a little taste of the kinds of, of conversation we we talk um, with with a lot of the leadership of uh, across the the state of Maryland and and that was a, a common refrain is is there's just been nothing but change it feels like for for the last several decades and and uh, especially it was all compressed here over the last several years with COVID kind of forcing change upon a lot of people as well so. Uh, that that was a lot of the conversations that 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 you'll hear over the coming weeks. It's been really, um, like I said, it's been really uh, cool to to hear all those conversations and to kind of get to to see that from from the very smallest of the banks all the way up to the very largest of of the banks in Maryland. So, um, so let's shift gears a little bit and talk about kind of the future of the podcast because obviously the 125th anniversary is just one kind of milestone along the way. Um, so Carissa, I'm going to come back to you and, and let's talk about your thoughts on, on this podcast kind of long-term. Um, what do you hope it will do for our banking community and, um, what can maybe new bankers coming into the field glean from, from hearing this and where do you see it going from here? You know, Eric, I, I think just listening to, to Bill talk about the changes over the years, um, you know, it just reminds me that, that, you know, our banking industry has and always will be, um, you know, an evolving industry. And I think that, that what we hope that, that new people coming into the field will, will certainly hear from the, the podcast is that, you know, our leadership has to be nimble. They need to be flexible. Um, and they have to be willing to not only accept change, but to embrace that change. And so, as, as you mentioned, I think they're going to hear a lot about that as, as we listen to, to the leaders throughout the, the state and, and, you know, through history, talking a little bit about, you know, what they've experienced. And, you know, personally, I think that as people enter into this field, I hope that they'll see that we're not just a stodgy industry, um, you know, one that, that you know, is viewed... It, as it has been in the past, but rather, you know, that, that banking really is a vibrant and engaging field um, that's ever-changing. And, that, you know, we're really hoping that, you know, as we help our customers with their financial needs, um, you know, we're, we're doing that with the, the lens of new technology that, that's coming into play. And, you know, certainly, as Bill indicated, things, things move quickly into the future. And, you know, I think I've actually heard that, that we may be five to seven years ahead of where we would have been. Um, from a technology uh-huh. standpoint, you know, had it not been for for COVID, so you know, as as we continue to to evolve in the future, you know, it's it's I think it's an industry that that people should think about, get involved in, and and certainly be part of that change as we partner with fintech and we we really become what I would say the financial services of the future. Yeah, I think the um, the tech aspect of it certainly has uh, a vote for kind of trying to to bring some interest from people who may not have previously thought of it as a tech heavy industry, but it it certainly is, and there is a huge uh, arm of that. I think, um, Bill, do you do you have any uh, thoughts along along those lines about um, what what this kind of effort and these kind of conversations can can have in the the banking industry? Well, sure. I, I think that um, banking is certainly different uh, than it was even just a few years ago. But I think um, overall, I think what Carissa said, um, that we have to be nimble and we have to 
really look at things changing around us because banking has gone from something that can only be accessed locally to a huge variety of choices for the consumer. So we have to respond to the consumer where they are, and they're living in a much more uh, connected, uh, internet-driven world. For sure. Um, Ramon, I'm going to kind of shift that question over to you, but but take a little bit of a different uh, approach, because as we mentioned, you know, we've got a lot of episodes kind of focused around the 125th anniversary, but kind of what, where do you see the podcast evolving to? Is it, um, what's the, what's the next stage after we get through a lot of these kind of conversations about the 125th anniversary? Well, well, Eric, thank you so much for that question. I I tell you, you know, I, I want to just sort of piggyback on what both Bill and Carissa talked about. And I think it's important to catch the trend that they're, they're laying out. And there are changes that are emerging quite constantly um, in, in, this, in this space. And so what I want to be able to do is, as I'm talking to, um, you know, uh, Bill and Chris's peers, uh, other CEOs out in the, uh, in the market, um, I'm hearing similar things, uh, whether it be technology, whether it be talent, whether it be regulation, um, or, or just the landscape as a whole. Um, it's it's really I think important for us to identify some of these questions, uh, and and really bring them out uh, to a place where we can have a, a deeper conversation. You know I, I'm really proud of the fact that we are trying at the NBA uh, to to pull together more of industry wide conversations. I, I think um, if you go back to the work that the NBA t- did during the again the acute phase of the pandemic. Um, the, the monthly or weekly meetings, uh, bringing folks from the Federal Reserve on to talk about uh, particular issues of, of importance to community banks, uh, bringing folks on from the different uh, uh, departments of health uh, and emergency management at the state level uh, to help our members understand what, you know, what, what the landscape looked like. Um, while while we won't be, hopefully, and I'm, again, knocking on wood, uh, we're responding to another uh, pandemic-like uh, outbreak, I, I think it's a time for us uh, to to jump ahead and to really talk about the issues of the day. So um, I, I really look forward to it. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think creating a forum for dialogue. Um, I know at, at First United, we always talked about communication and it's, it's so important and creating a, a line of communication in the industry uh, and, and the NBA being a part of that, I think is such an important thing um, to, to have happen. And, and I appreciate all of you being supportive of it and, and pushing it forward. Um, so that is, that is the beginning of our podcast and any final thoughts from, from any of you on anything we've talked about today or any other direction you want to go? You know, Eric, I, I just like to jump in and, and say, you know, we've talked a lot through this conversation about change and, and the changing industry, but I do think the one thing that hasn't changed is the passion that, that we have for our customers and our communities and the commitment that, that we show um, to supporting the evolution of banking and financial services. And, you know, I, I can also say I'm personally looking forward to getting back together in person and, <laughs> and you know, and having 
the opportunity, as Ramon pointed out earlier, to, to really network with our peers. Um, you know, we learn so much from each other, and, and I've missed that. I'm looking forward to that. Um, also, just want to say thank you to Kathleen Murphy, uh, you know, for her leadership for so many years. I think uh, she was with the, the MBA for, for approximately 20 years or so. Um, but also for to Ramon for stepping into that role and, and leading us through the, the last couple of years, which have certainly been challenging uh, in our industry. Um, but finally, I just want to do another shout out to, to Bill Grant and Marianne Scully um, for their leadership um, and, and forethought in looking into to what we could do uh, to certainly celebrate our 125th anniversary. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to hopefully getting to do that in person very soon. Well said. Bill, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I would just say that um, as we you know talk a lot about change, I think in a very uh, fast-moving world, it's important to stay connected with the MBA um, to understand what's going on around you in the industry. And uh, you know, Ramon is a vital resource for our Maryland bankers, uh, Ramon and the staff, vital resource for our Maryland bankers to. Uh, Get connected, get uh, get an understanding of what's going on. Um, you know, it's it's the legislative part is super important, but this goes well beyond that. And I think uh, Ramon is making the uh, MBA very uh, very much a resource for all Maryland bankers. Excellent. And Ramon, we'll wrap up with you. Final thoughts. Well, well, Eric, thank you so much for for leading this discussion. I, I thought it was just uh, absolutely remarkable. Uh, of course, you know, as I, as I said at the onset, you know, I'm absolutely happy to be uh, a part of any conversation that Bill and Chris are uh, a part of. I know I'm going to learn something good, um, and so uh, that definitely wasn't disappointed here. Uh, I, I would tell you, I'm really just excited about uh, the direction that uh, we are going uh, as an industry. Um, you know, really, when I talk to legislators, when they, they, you know, they have the understanding of just how important the role was, not just with PPP, but with all of the different programs that helped Maryland small businesses and families uh, during, this, during this last period, it, it really does look like an opportunity for us to continue to share the story uh, about how our bankers uh, really serve their communities, their customers, and then their colleagues and teammates as well. And so um, just uh, to echo Carissa's point, I um, want to give a huge shout out to both uh, Marianne and Bill uh, for their efforts and work on the 125th anniversary and for all of the teammates uh, at the NBA who have helped make this possible. Awesome. Ramon Luby, Carissa Rodehaver, Bill Passanelli. I want to thank you all once again for joining me. It's been a pleasure and I'm really excited to kick off the NBA Today podcast with all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. You can always find more episodes starting next week uh, by visiting our website at mdbankers.com slash podcast. You can also leave feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to mbapodcast at mdbankers.com. The Maryland Bankers Association is the leading advocate, trusted partner, and exceptional resource for Maryland banks and the banking industry. We thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more MBA Today. And until then, 
Remember that together we represent one voice. And as an industry, we make a positive difference in the communities that we serve. Have a great week. The 125th podcast series is brought to you exclusively by Provision Identity Access Management. Eliminate the manual work of account provisioning by utilizing Provision's role-based automation. Banks can dramatically improve efficiency and be confident that they are audit-ready with detailed reporting capabilities. Schedule a demo or learn more about Provision Identity Access Management. Go to provisioniam.com.